expressed here are not supported by and do not reflect those of the Evening Rush Network. Viewer's discretion is advised. Sir, yes, sir. You are now plugged in with Molly and Joe, the Mental Warriors podcast, along with our special guest for this season, for the rest of for the rest of the duration of this podcast, and wherever we go, is going to be Zachariah Israel right there with us. Zachariah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have our brother Joe, who is exploring in his world of tourism. He's doing um. You said a tourism board uh, me- meeting. Yeah, board meeting. Yeah, yeah, tourism board meeting. So he won't be with the. He won't be with us tonight. All right. Sad, 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 sad. You know, I don't know. We ain't got no boohoo. We ain't got no crying going on on our little little engineering board. But you know, it's a sad day. We don't have. We, it, when the three of us ain't together, you know, I don't feel you know complete. You know what I'm saying? I actually felt the way last week. I apologize to everybody. I apologize to everybody, you know, for not being here last week, but I'm here now. All right. And topic of the day today is exploring black power, exploring black power. We're going, we're going to get, we're going to dig into that a little bit with, you know, um, and, and let you guys know what we think black power is today, as well as what we thought it was in the past. All right. Of course, we're going to have our segment, our paying homage segment, where myself and Zachariah is going to choose a couple of people that no, yeah, that we're going to pay. You know, no, it's making our ancestors proud, right? That's right. That's right. Okay, this week is making our ancestors proud. Sorry about that. So one week is paying homage to our ancestors, meaning those who are, who has passed on into the into the afterlife and to whatever whatever realm you believe in. And then the following week is uh, making our ancestors proud. That's the people that's here, that's here, and doing doing the damn thing, putting in the work. You know what I mean? That could be people that's personal to us, like people that's you know very nigh to us. Could be local politicians. It could be somebody major, as they would call it, one of the major names or what have you. You know, so um, that's what we're doing today. All right, and then of course we got current events. Current events is where we go into different little topics throughout the um, throughout the nation, throughout the world, throughout the country, throughout our state, throughout our per, you know personal little spaces and whatnot, and we speak to these things that's happening in our community and the worldwide. All right, we're also on how many platforms we on? What, what platforms we on, Zachariah? Oh, so many. Here we go. We are on. Mm, slow here, huh? Yeah, Amazon Music as well. Amazon, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, YouTube, Pandora, Stitcher. Uh, missing a few. Podchaser. Uh, Podchaser. Tune in. I'm going to the top of my head. I'm not even looking at the list, but there's so many. Uh, tune in, Reasons mm-hmm. Podcast, Google mm-hmm. Podcast, Facebook. Well, we got Anchor.fm, we got Mixcloud, we got iTunes Podcast, and of course, the EveningRushNetwork.com. All right. We got, um, it, says, it says you can also download the Evening Rush app as well. They got an app for that as well on mm-hmm. both Apple and Android, iOS and Android. All right. So 
as we go, as we proceed to give you what you need, how was your week, Zachariah? Um, good, good. Can't complain, man. Um, not as good as last week. Um, or my, my bad. Better than last week. Not as good as next week. <laughs> right. So right. you know, I mean, just try to keep a positive frame of mind, man. And you know, we got we all got our own personal endeavors we trying to pursue and enduring the struggle. But I'm um, trying mm -hmm. to keep a positive frame of mind through everything. Well, as you should, brother. As you should. I mean, yeah, like yeah. you, 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 you're one of the one of the, one of the good guys, as they say. So you know, I'm trying to do. I want try. Aren't we all right? I mean, that's yeah. what we're striving for. Perfection right. is something that we can't obtain. So therefore, striving for it is all we can be best at, right? So right. therefore, my week was pretty, pretty, pretty average. I mean, I wouldn't say it was average. We had a little family get together Saturday night. It was good to see some old faces and stuff like that. Shout out to the Matthias family. Love, love them to death. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they, 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 that's a different that's a different breed. Um, what yeah, else? Man. Oh, last week's show, man. I want to give y'all a shout out, man. I really appreciate y'all giving me a shout out as one of the good guys as far as being a good father and having you know. And I want to give a shout out to Sean Dawn. That's one. That's that's another one of them good 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 dads out there. Them good fathers that that you know. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, could he handle his? You know. Yeah, you give yourself I mean? a gunshot. Yeah, give yourself a gunshot, right? <laughs> right. Yo, the funny part is you be hearing him, boy. It be going down up in his house, boy. It be like, man, listen, he got from babies <laughs> to, to, to damn near adults. So yeah. shout out to Sean Dawn for being one of them good guys, man. Last week's show, I really I'm really upset I missed last week's show because of that. Because it was like it was it was about fatherhood, and that's yeah. really high unto me. But um my head, you know, I was in a bad headspace at the time. My son wasn't feeling well. So I was being a father, you know what I mean? Yeah, That's the funny part. I was being a father. So, yeah. you know, um, no kudos to me because that's just something I love to do. All right? So, right. Zachariah, I'm the yeah. sports guy, the resident Nick fan. We're, yeah. We suck right now, so I ain't really going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> He let that one play. Hey, I Yo. think he, play, he let that play a little longer too. Yo, you get it wrong. Yo, I didn't even know it could play that long. Exactly right. Wait, wait. Oh, wait, I didn't crazy. even know it could play that long, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, Sean, you wrong. Know it could play that long, huh? Wait, oh, where the level? How the last track play so long, bro? I think he he looped it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the man. Nets, the Nets is doing that. But the, the thing about the Nets. I don't even trust the Nets right now. James Harden is is not looking good. Um, they only really have Durant. Kyrie Irving is waiting for a vegan vegan vaccine shot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kyrie, oh, Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving waiting for a vegan vaccine shot, bro. Did he say that? Did you know? he say that? <laughs> yes, he said that. It's, oh, in, it's in the New York Post. It's in oh. the New York Post. I don't know. I don't know how relevant, you know, or how how. Yeah, he is rich already. He can do that. Yes, I I wait for the I wait for the vegetarian. And mind you, mind you, his scam is. Let me tell you, his scam is, bro. He still get paid half his salary for the season. Well, there you go. Come on. 
That's a stipulation in the contract that was already put in. Right. They foresaw this coming. Because the only place, the only place that has a mandate, you know what I mean? The only place that has a mandate is New York. Yeah. So they they said that he can't play in New York. He can't play in home games, but he can play in the away games. What he decided know, to man. do is like, listen. I mean, right? I lived in New York, you know, for a while, so I could speak on, you know, what it's like being there, you know. And, and I don't know, man. To me, New York, when it comes to laws and politics, it's kind of like how Texas is the lone star state, and that they do their own thing. When it comes to New York and New York City, man, on the five boroughs, yo, it's like there's laws that hit first there that are more strict and more, but, but more. Because uh, we're the guinea, we're the guinea pigs, yeah, bro. Man. You know yeah, that. Man. You know that. That's yeah. the reason why. That's the reason why we have a little swag that we do have. You know what I mean? Because oh, we're oh, the yeah. guinea pigs. We got to endure a whole lot before everybody else do. So at the end of the day, listen. That's what. That's why New York is the way it is. All right. So moving right on along, right? Because we, we wanna we wanna say who's making our ancestors proud, right? Let's let's go on to our next segment. Making our ancestors proud. Zach, who you got for us this week, brother? Um, well, I'm gonna speak about former quarterback from the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um turned activist, civil rights activist. And I would call him what what he's on his way to being a black community, a black leader, you know, in in um as far as civil rights is concerned in this country. And he started out just by a silent, nonviolent. Uh, I wouldn't even call it a protest because all he did was take a knee. A statement. It was a like statement. Made a, made a statement, and which mm-hmm. you know we're supposed to have freedom of speech in this country. We don't even have freedom of body language. You know what I'm saying? And that's all he did was take a knee. And, and, and what he was talking about basically is, you know, against what's happening in the black community, that nothing's being done. The police are killing, you know, mostly black youth, but black Americans every day. And nothing's happening about it. So he took a knee, you know, in response to that to say, well, you know, when you guys play the national anthem and you guys are so proud of this country, it's not against the flag. That's a, like people try to misinterpret it as that. Mm-hmm, and, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I like to say that, you know, he, he maybe didn't foresee all of this coming. But if you watch Colin in Black and White on Netflix, which uh, we're going to talk about in next week's show. Um, and so if you watch that, we see to, he was almost being groomed for what he is now, you know, uh, his whole life, even though he was he sought out to be um, a football star, a quarterback. He sought out to be that from day one. And little did he know that was just going to be the stepping stone for the platform that he would ultimately shine on, which is now making a difference and going down in history as one of the most uh, prolific athlete black activists uh, of our era. So big ups to Colin Kaepernick. We're going to talk about him more next week and do a little segment on that. Yes, 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 yes. Um, if you don't know, um, what what what's the what's the name of that um, Netflix um show? You want it's called it's called it's called Colin in Black and White. Yes, Colin in Black and White. Um, yeah. the plug with Molly and Joe, along with Zachariah. We're gonna have a little. We're gonna speak. That's gonna be our topic of the week next week. So Don, understand that right now, real quick, because Don Don be yo he man. Listen, we be we be messing with him sometimes. I think we gotta we gotta start. We got we got to start we got to start um um getting our getting our topic in, but it'd be so much to think about, man. Right? It'd be oh man, 
Yes. Yeah. Can, can, do we got a pick of Colin Kaepernick? Yeah. We, yeah. No. Well, I don't know. If we have a pick of Colin Kaepernick right now, but we'll. Okay. I mean, everybody know what he looked like. That big fro. Everybody was in there. All right. Um. So who I they they do know is Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. I mean, I think we. Okay. Yeah. All good. It's all good. We're gonna do a whole segment on him next week, so it's all good. Yeah. We have a lot more to show and say. No. No, he did. She, he did say Colin Kaepernick, producer extraordinaire. Don't worry about it. I produce yeah. extraordinaire in our ear, like yo. Um, he, he said Colin Kaepernick. Oh, good. Oh, good. Uh, we get we get we get in more into that next week anyway. Yeah, don't worry about it. It was Colin Kaepernick that he spoke of. If you didn't know, that's who it was. All right. So my pick for who's making an ancestor proud is the one and only Clarence Avant. All right. Um. You know, unfortunately, we, we you know we had to speak about his wife Jacqueline Avant passing this past week um, due to gun violence. Someone came into their home and, and, and to rob their home, and you know, and she was shot, fatally shot. <laughs> oh man, listen, this man right here. He inspires me to to continue in the journey that I'm on because I look at myself as someone who might not be the most talented in the world or what have you, but I have a, I have a good eye for what works. You know what I mean? And I think that's what that's that's the main thing about him. He's responsible for so much so much people in the music industry. He's I mean we're talking about we're talking about um, he was a film producer. He's a, he's a music producer. He's an entrepreneur. He's just an overall upstanding gentleman. I mean, like, he's one of the go-to guys in the industry, and that's in any industry. You're talking about politics. You're talking about his best friend being Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. And then also he's um, helping um, Barack Obama get his nomination. I mean, you look at the look at his, um, his documentary, um, the, the Black Godfather, um, Barack Obama calls him and like, yo, I need to get in prime time. And that's that famous speech that got Barack Obama into the, into the mainstream. So when you look at a man like this, that actually touched the lives of so many people and touched our lives, we don't even know it. You know what I mean? When you're talking about sitting on the dock of the bay, or you're talking about um, lean on me songs that inspire that, that, that's trans, you know, that, 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 that goes past generations and such. Um, yeah. This man, this man, this man doesn't get enough clout because I just learned about him this year. Same here. I, I just learned about this man this year. And that's what I love about it. Oh my God. I love the fact that he was in the background moving oh, and shaking so much. And you don't know him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he did it from a different place. If you watch the watch the documentary, The Black Godfather, you will be inspired because he did it from a different place than most people do it from, and that's from the heart. And that's where we do it from. We do it from the heart. We're giving this to you guys live and direct from the heart. All of this information, all of this type of knowledge where you make you think and make you try to figure it out. And it comes from men like Clarence Yvonne to make people like myself, Molly, make people like Zachariah, make people like Joe. And we don't even know him, but guess what? That's the movers and the shakers in the background. The same way you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. He was basically the powers that be. Yep, yeah. yep. You you hit it right on the head, my brother Underhill. You hit it right on the head, man. He was basically the powers that be, and I love that. I love that. Yeah. I'd rather be that 
I, listen, I'd rather be that than anybody in the forefront, bro. Yeah. I'd rather be a Clarice Vaughn than any. You know, mm -hmm. Go ahead. People in the forefront often have the platform and the opportunity to make differences, but because mm -hmm. you're in the for forefront, you can't do certain things that you could do behind the scenes. You know what Correct. I mean? They have, a, they have an image to uphold. They have a public eye on them at all times. So, I, like you said, some men in the background, like Clarence Yvonne doing the work that he did, and, mm. and I definitely want to see that. I was going to ask, what what platform might I, might I find uh, that documentary on? Um, that's on Netflix. Okay, shout, out, shout out, to, shout out to Netflix. I mean, hopefully they'll okay. they'll see us one day and want us on their <laughs> want to start putting our podcasts on their stuff, start yeah. putting our putting our content up there and whatnot, or something that we come up with. Man, listen, listen, we could do our own documentary. We could figure it out. We'll oh, yeah. get up. We we could get up there. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, that's that. Those are two people that's making our ancestors proud. Colin Kaepernick, Clarence, Clarence Avant. Um, shout out to them. Um, board man, can we get some claps for them? Can we get some claps for them? Alrighty, next up, our next segment is current events. I love current events because it gives us a chance to look into things that we, you know, I don't like the news. I'll be honest with y'all guys. I'll be honest with you guys. I do not like the news. I do not like watching the news. I mean, it's, it's so, it's so, it's so, um, what is it? Full circle that it's 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 full circle, bro. It's I've seen yeah. it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not to say I've seen it all, but it's like it's nothing that's gonna surprise me and then it's 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 depressing. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it's, it's, it's much better. It's not a re it's not a repeat, but it's a repeat of the same subjects. And it's all it's all meant to build a certain, you know, heaviness, to bring a certain heaviness or a certain mm -hmm. concern or have people on their toes or or in fear. Like, I just, I just, I don't know. The more I watch TV is the more I actually see how much of a programming it really is. Well, that's the reason why they say TV programming, right? You know? yeah, you, I don't know if you're familiar with this. There was a um, a program. Ah, oh, man, I want to find it. I don't want to call it a program. There was an actual documentary on, uh, I believe it was on Netflix. I have to find out the name to be exact. But it, it showed one scene where mm -hmm. on the screen it showed about, a hundred different thumbnail videos of the news from all over the country. And they're speaking, of, speaking about the same stories and they all saying the same exact script. Okay. So no that tell you right there at the same time, they were all playing it and it's just a little, some of them, the speed of the voices was slower and faster, obviously, but they were mm -hmm. all saying the same exact thing and they were taking right. from all over the country. So how is that if it's right. not a programming? Well, that so let's get let's get with our let's get with our daily programming, right? Yeah, U.S. billionaire Michael Steinhardt has surrendered 180 stolen relics worth an estimated 70 million dollars and mm -hmm. agreed to an unprecedented. Now, this is the unprecedented part. Hold on, the unprecedented unprecedented part for me is not that he's not in jail. The unprecedented part, the unprecedented part is. He has a lifetime ban on acquiring antiquities, officials in Manhattan have said. Investigators found that Steinhardt, one of the world's largest ancient art collectors, was in possession of looted artifacts smuggled out of 11 countries by 12 criminal networks, according to a statement from the Manhattan District Attorney's Office on Monday. For decades, Michael Steinhardt displayed a a a, 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 a uh, uh, appetite for plundered artifacts without concern for the legality of his actions. Hmm. That's bro. That is like white privilege at its finest. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's, 
He could run up in a tomb, just grab something from an ancient tomb. You know, that's that Raiders of the Lost Ark stuff. You know, he was just going around. He was just going around jacking these things. Like, no, I'm gonna keep it safe. You guys yeah, don't right. have it. Right? Come on, man. That is blood. That is white privilege in itself. Because basically, you're stealing. You know what I mean? You got. You're not supposed to have these stolen relics. Because mind you, they're thinking they're somewhere else. Someone stole them, and you bought them. Like, come on, man. You should be in jail, bro. Come on. That yeah, is absolutely. crazy, man. Absolutely. He said he got crazy. a ban. He's got a ban from going into antique shops now. Oh wow! Isn't that isn't that isn't that so sweet, right? So, <laughs> next topic: dozens of weapons confiscated from students over three days at a Brooklyn school. Uh, man, listen, what's new? That's my thing. My thing with yeah. this with that, with yeah. that one is what's new. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm glad. What I'm just happy you confiscated them. Like to keep them out there. Like at least you, to me, you're doing your job. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. They doing they're supposed to do to confiscate them. I mean. Um, but here, here's the thing now too, right? So that this says this says this says a lot of different um, behind, you know, in between the lines. You got to read, it, and this says a lot of different things. So first of all, why are there so many guns at these schools uh, or in this community where we, they can they can end up having them? Number one, number right. two, number two, how they confiscated them? More than likely, there's metal detectors in the school, which tells you if there's a metal detector or if there's not, what are they doing? Checking bags or whatever, right? So mm-hmm. it just goes to tell you there's an actual um, systematic uh, practice to police children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And okay, now you're justified because you found guns, right? So how they got there in the first place, y'all put them in the community. Then now when they end up in the schools, you put these, since we know these are communities where you, you got to police them because they're out there. And then the next thing you right. know, they got the kids being, um, it's not like you're traveling nowhere. You're going to school. It's a TSA. You know what I'm saying? Right. So one of our, one of our writers said um, conf- confiscation is what was that confiscation is reactive prevention is better Prevention than, than cure that's right yeah, that's that's that and that's that's something that you should just ride in life with if that that's if anybody right. doesn't understand that right. that's 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 a model you should have throughout life because of this because of the simple fact that's how it should go period you know what i mean you should, should be more preventative than anything else reactive you're too late Right. I mean, and, and Molly, me and you is not strangers to, you know, the street life, right? Right, if, right. If you, if you carrying a weapon, nine times out of ten, it's not because you was planning to go kill somebody. It's, it's because you were in an environment where you feel you needed to protect yourself. Right. So why and, do why they feel like that at school? Because these kids do think they have to protect themselves. Yeah, I mean, exactly. so we like like the right like the writer said like someone who wrote in said, you know, we gotta we gotta be we gotta be proactive in getting these guns out of these kids' hands. So we have to start being the beacons of light for these kids to start coming to and getting the help they need to where they feel like, you know what, I don't need this gun because what, that's I got right. too much to lose. Right. You know what that's I mean? Because right. that's just the mentality in, in, in itself because literally you got too much to lose. And that's you know why I mean? it's our job. It's our job to mm-hmm. also pre- preach a, a free thinking mentality by educating them on what the system agenda, systematic agenda is so that now you don't get, you're not, you're not somebody putting a key in your back to make you believe you need a gun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You actually become a free thinker and say, nah, man, I'm not going to become victim to this systematic agenda. Right. So, they want us to kill each other. Right. So 
I mean, because you know how we do, man. I mean, we get into a topic and we'll start. We'll we'll rambling on forever because there's so much to talk about. It's so much to talk about, and it's so and and it's so hurtful for our people to have to go through this all the time. You know what I mean? Because why? Like the writer, someone wrote in and said, "How are these kids getting these guns? Who is putting these guns? Who's putting the guns in these kids' hands? They can't go to a regular store like Walmart or something like like down south. We actually have regulations up here in New York that prevents them from getting guns as easily as they can do, do down south." So how are we? How are they? How are they getting all of these weapons? And Madre said weapons. So it's not all guns. Just to let you know, but it probably was some guns. But it probably was a knife. Probably was some. Pe- so mm-hmm. we ain't, we're going. We're going to give it the benefit of the doubt, right? Okay. So um, there was an arrest made in the fatal shooting of Jacqueline Avant. That's a that's a blessing. You know, what I mean, we don't have to speak on that too tough. You know, what I'm saying there was an arrest made. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Hopefully, she. You know, we get some justice in that situation. You know. Yeah. What you uh, think? I, again, man, you know, people like her, I think, are on a list. And because of him, because of his work, you know what I mean? Right. And, and, and and so I just think, I just don't think it was random, man. I'm always going to be that guy that's always looking too deep into it. Because at the end of the day, when you find out later on, you'll be like, it was Yeah. You know I, mean? I, agree. I agree to some point. I mean, I've, I've heard that the the, 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 the the suspect had some affiliations or something like that. Mm-hmm. Not sure. If it was mm-hmm. Matt, it was that random? But um, it was. It I was, mean, did you see him? Did you see him when they were when they were bringing him out on like sort of that chair stretcher? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he seemed comfortable, right? No, <laughs> brother, look out of his mind. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, he's over here I, talking. He's like talking to the police, like like we're looking around, like great. And I'm like, I don't know, man. That's just like I just feel like they, you know, we, we could watch the news. We could talk about crisis actors. We could talk about planted seeds. You know, I don't know, man. To me, I just, I don't, I don't believe none of it. And I always think there's some, there's a deeper agenda at hand. Especially when there's people that powerful. And the story is about someone that powerful. So um, there's a city in South Carolina, Clemson, South Carolina, who actually um, honors Ray Charles because he sang there during the Jim Crow era. Yes, yes, yes. A shout out. Yeah. Um, the sad part is that, you know, I mean, Ray Charles is dead and gone. And these are the kind of posthumous um, yeah. accolades yeah. we are used to now because we never get the acknowledgement when we're alive to all the greatness that we're about. But um, at least at least it's something. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, right? at, at some point, it's, 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 it's sort of like you left behind a mark. You know, so so it deserves anybody that makes history in a positive light. That's always a good thing. Even if it came about after he died, I think I feel like that's still a good thing. And then it, it makes people talk about him and see who he really was. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that's that's definitely a good thing. Um, I got another one that that, that I mean, it, it, it's actually close to home. We're gonna speak to it a little quickly. Um, ra- racial pay gaps are an issue in every industry. Nowhere is it worse than an influencer marketing. Influencer marketing is this podcasting and social media and Instagram and, and all that other good stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're saying there's a there's a a, a a big pay gap, you know, in what we're doing as opposed to what they're doing. Oh yeah. All right. I mean, you know, it says a study published Monday suggests that black content creators make significantly less money than their white counterparts. And that's in that's that's actually a study. 
Um, the report titled Time to Face the Influence of Pay Gap looked at issues of annual income, size of followings, the amounts influence were offered for deals and more. It was published by the public relations firm MSL US in partnership with the Influencer League, an influencer education organization. Okay, so it's basically just letting you know that we get the short end of the stick all the time. Yeah, yeah it's kind of similar to what we talked about on that show um, about um, you know working. Was it what was it working while black? Yeah, um, and we talked about you know the different the opportunities not available, but then once the, you you do get certain jobs, there is a ceiling and there is a pay gap. You know, getting paid less than your what than the white counterparts, mm-hmm. for to do the same job. You know, and uh, also between male and female, you know, females always get the lower pay as well. But so I mean, this is not something new. This has been going on. You know, it's just that right. people people people. It's like it's almost like that. Oh, shut up! You got the job. Don't don't complain. You know you got a job. Don't complain. Right, right, right. But that's the same same as coming out of slavery when it was like you got food. You got food. Exactly, man. Exactly. Exactly. So you know, so that is one more thing. You want to talk about the content creators, right? I know we're getting ready to go to commercial, but real quick, you know, a lot of these these content creators they get picked up and get these deals, these bigger deals to get on TV and stuff. That's why I big up um, Nick Cannon. Because most of his staff on Wild and Out are black um, content creators from social media, right. YouTube. You know what I mean. Right. So we need more stuff like that. Yes, know, for, indeed. For the black community. Indeed, we do need more black content. I don't care what they're paying us. Make them pay us. Make them pay us more. The same way they did in hip hop. The same they did right. in R and B. The same they did in every in every aspect of what we ever did. We made them pay us our work. So we can still do that on this platform and any other platform. All this, all this, all this content, all this stuff we're giving them, we can do it still. We can make them pay what we what they owe. All right. So Dr. Boyce Watkins and I, you know what I mean. Seg- segment says one sign of American racism: the government will give white people billions to ineffectively educate black black people, but won't give black people hardly any money to effectively educate ourselves. Mm. So with that, we go into our commercial break. Looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. What's up, y'all? Your boy Shice, Mr. Talk of the Town, letting you know now the Evening Rush Network now has the app. So catch it on the Google Play and the App Store, and you can catch all your podcasts like the Evening Rush, Let's Talk Crazy, the Queens of NYC, Sex, Love, and Alcohol, Plug, TL Mac Fitness, I Am Nicole Clara, on everything, and getting to the focus, and all in one place at the Evening Rush Network app. That's right. So catch all your favorite shows. What are you waiting for? Download it now. All right, we're back. Okay, and we are sponsored by none other than my favorite community organization, Bala. My my baby, something that I helped found with a few other good people, Big Appalachia Academy for the Arts. 
we are doing so 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 much and so well in the terms of um being recognized and such we are also on instagram at plugged mj we are also on facebook that's plug with molly and joe um we you know back to baller we that that's one of the organizations that allows me to understand what I, about our next topic which is exploring black power um what it looks like what it is what it means today right um exploring black power is our topic for the day the reason for it is because we need to understand you know what it is right my first question that i broached to myself and to our panel in the meeting was is black power equivalent to white power you know hmm. you know is yeah. black power equivalent to white power I'll, no. I'll go first. I'll go first, Zachariah, in saying that no, it isn't. But what do you say, Zachariah? I say no. That's impossible because the the two movements, um, the the actual acts of those of those two movements are carried out way differently. White power looked like lynching and KKK. You know, mm-hmm. black black people was blacks fighting for freedom and civil rights. You know what I mean, and, and right. empowering the black community that have been oppressed, and their words and speeches and and opportunities suppressed for so long, and it's still going on today. You know what I mean? So, so it, that that whole movement was shut down. You know, more than likely, I, I'm sure um, government agencies had had a hand in that, as we can see through through the news as it came out years later after civil rights movement and things like that. But right. um. That's why it has changed, which is why we're talking about this this uh, topic today, exploring white power, because the facets of, of, of black power has changed. The definition of what it looks like um, has changed. Right. You know, it for ha- for it, reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it has changed. It has changed. And I guess we're going to speak to those reasons um, as we continue um, into the topic. So for me, black power is definitely not equivalent to white power because white power, like you said, was um, about putting the boot to the neck. You know, basically, mm-hmm. it was barbaric in a sense. In my in my eyes, it was very barbaric. No, not in your eyes, that's a fact. I mean, when you talk about burning burning people alive and and throwing babies in the air for target practice, you know, and right, and right, all that, right, what are right. we? That's that's barbaric. It just a not, spade not is a, a spade, right? A spade not is a, a spade. Per- not a perspective as that's, that's, right. that's inhumane exactly so and black power is all about humanity so there's right. the difference there right so we got yeah. a difference you know it's not equivalent because we're about humanity and they they inhumane so that's simple um what thoughts and emotions are evoked are evoked when the term black power is heard so because when we when when i hear black power i get, i feel good i you know i feel strong you know what i'm saying um what makes you think why why is the white man afraid of hearing that from us i think it it it, it uh, speaks to what we just said you know you know that they, they know deep down what what it's almost like white people looking down on 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 white trailer trash right mm-hmm. white mm-hmm. rich people looking down on poor white people right uh-huh. they know the history of what that confederate flag stands for so right. the rednecks out there that are flying it still today they're like the the ignorant uh you know white supremacists or whatever 
But the mm -hmm. white community that's not doing that, that still has this stigma of racism that they grew up with, like white privilege and not even knowing what, 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 the, what the underlying themes that they grew up with taught them to be racist subconsciously. Right. Right. Now they walk around and when they hear black power is because you know what that white power was about. You know, right. that was mm -hmm. lynching and mm -hmm. that was, you know, the, so, the genocide. So know? in many ways, it's a guilt factor, right? Exactly. I felt guilty because of what white power meant to me yeah. that as soon as I hear black power, I automatically think they're about to come and lynch us, right? Yeah. Automatically, they, they, they're coming to lynch us. They're coming to kill us. They're coming to do us dirty because that's what white power meant for us. That's yeah. the reason why. I think they're so fearful about yes. our people, yes. especially and and it, and then in fact that we're we're super mythic in their in their eyes. You understand what I'm saying? Like we 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 jump the furthest. We we do this. We hurdle. We we you know. We, we, I mean resilience we, as far as as far as, far as just 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 in in the physical and mental aspects of a human being. I mean, right. I think people can see this, and and it makes mm. it makes people silently envious or silently afraid and and it, i don't think i don't the fear is is, is so unconsciously um happening embedded because, is embedded because when you're looking at okay for instance you know you walk into a, a black man walk into a department store and the white lady following him around like he gonna steal something like right. her, that view that she has that's in her mind or or, the, or man but that, that goes into programming that goes yes. into programming but but it, the underlying theme of that is fear from guilt and it turns yes. into hate right you know what i'm saying and i because think because you, you hate the fact that you have to feel guilty about what you've done to somebody that you thought you should have been able to do like it's so psychological bro exactly and that's why you the hate is it seems justified right mm -hmm. because now oh no 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 they 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 are like this they are like that yeah because now you don't have to face what happened now you don't mm. want to talk about what happened. All right? right. And so you paint this fictional character in your head to hate. No problem. So we got past the fact. So we're we're in we're in agreement that black power is not equivalent to white power. No. Not in the slightest bit. At and, all. That, and that's that's just metaphorically and you know, and any other way of speaking, right? Um Black power in the form of movements, right? In the past, we had the Garvey movement. We had the civil rights movement. Whether you want to set side with the Martin Luther King Jr. side of things or you want to side with the Malcolm X side of things. But then you also had other people within the civil rights movement. Like you had the um, the, the Freedom Riders um, mm -hmm. and, and, and other, it was other Congregation organizations. Of, Congregation of Racial Equality Corps. Yes, yes, yes. You had the Nation of Islam, aside from just Malcolm X, you understand? Right. You had the Black Panther Party, you know right. what I mean? And you had, listen, even the Nation of Israel, some, something that's close to our, to our upbringing. This is where we, right. where we could say our studies is stemmed from, you know right. what I mean? And that was a symbol of Black power at the, in, in the past as well. And then you go all the way back to the slavery days where it was Nat Turner and the slave revolts. Or just trying to learn to read was a symbol of black power. Like I'm going to, I'm going to educate myself, right? Yeah, I think that's you know? still, that still should so, be a symbol of it. Today. Yeah. So, 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 um, uh, so it's 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 quite. So we got so speak to the Garvey movement, right? So we got the Garvey movement in a sense of black power. 
for me, the Garvey movement was about was about um, nationalism. It was about going back to Africa, right? So yeah. that was that black power in that sense was 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 about regaining our 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 um um our heritage. Yes, heritage. Yes. Culture. Yes. Culture. yes, thank you. Yeah. Yes, closure. We came. We were slaves. Now it's time to go home. That's the Garvey movement, no? Yes. And I think that, well, we spoke about that a little bit last week, that, you know, um, talking about building, you know, communities, talking about, you know, building uh, um, opportunities for the black community and, and what that looks like when we still going to be under this white rule. And if that's going to be done properly, this is what Garvey was talking about. We need to mm -hmm. go back to, or black people should go back to where they could do it in freedom. Right? So that's not that, that, and then that was simple of black yeah. power that was the symbolism yeah. of black power in that time so in each one of these eras we had something that we could look at and and then be like you know what i mean enamored with and be like yo that's black power right so the civil rights movement martin luther king jr he had a peaceful approach in a sense you know what i mean but was it so peaceful you know what i'm saying i don't know but you know what i mean but it was like he was playing chess not checkers in a sense you know what i mean then you have malcolm x who was by any means necessary? One of the one of the one of my favorite quotes. Anywhere, everywhere. You know what I mean. So let's speak to that. The civil rights movement, the the variation of what black power. Because Martin Luther King was symbolism of black power through a peaceful protest, and Malcolm X was symbol of black power through a little more aggressive approach. Yeah, I think you know something that happened of recent in, in a reflection of of that. What Martin Luther King did, he brought he gave so much people hope. He gave back. He reinstilled that that self love and that community love and and through unity of how many people he were he was able to bring together and make moves in the public, you know what I mean with the Million right. Man March, you know and and uh, or or, or, and or the March speech. on Washington. Sorry, that, March that, on Washington. Yeah, the March on Washington. That speech, yeah. that speech, that speech that, oh, that, that, that rings through the years. Basically, one of the most fa famous of uh, of of all time since you know speeches have been broadcasted, right? Right. You know, and, and and I think on the other hand, you know, Malcolm X was more like, hey, man, you know, we've been trying this and we've been trying this and look what's happening. <laughs> I mean, look, while you're doing this and you got all these people together, the next thing they're coming out with dogs and hoses and still taking us to jail. Like, how long are we going to keep doing this? Right. Right. So maybe that maybe so maybe they, they was they was right. They was right to be scared in the sense of what real black power looked like. No. Yeah, and here's a here's a quote from uh, a stem of the Black Part Black Panther Party. Tupac mm -hmm. said, "You know, he was like, you know, we he's like we was knocking on the door, you know, for a long time, talking about let us in, we hungry, you know." Mm -hmm. And he's like, and they got all the food on the other side. We peeking in the windows, like, yo, we just want some food too. We out here right. starving. He's like, right. now he's like that was back then. We talking about civil rights movement. He's like, now we ain't knocking no more. We kicking the door in. <laughs> And because, that's, that's going to lead us to to what's happening now, right? Movers okay. and shakers and the people that's going to actually knock down them doors, right? Because remember, the Nation of Islam, you had you had Farrakhan, you had Elijah Muhammad, you had Malcolm X, you had, you had and then, then as you go through the years, you had, uh, what's the brother's name, man? Um, recent years, the bald head brother, man. I can't remember his name. You know what I'm talking about. Muhammad? Is it Muhammad? Oh man. But listen. Not sure you're talking about. I'll get back to him. But okay. listen, but when we talk about the nation of Islam, they are another 
another symbol of black power in the form of a movement. You understand what I'm saying? Because they, listen, they were storming through the 60s and 70s, man. And even now have a real, 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 you know, a real, a real powerful, um, you know, stamp in America's society, you know, America's society as well. I don't think it's as, as big as back in the 70s, though, or, you know, back in well, the day. Well, you know, you talked about that's kind of the root where we came from, right? With the Hebrew Israelite movement, right? And, mm -hmm. and and how that started in the 60s here in the United States with um, mm -hmm. Prince Nasi Yaakov, big up to him, right? Right. And, and, and you know, what he did was he, he, he took, he, get, he also did that as well as, as instill a, a, a spirit in the people to bring them together and get connected with their roots. Only thing at that time, there was, it was just coming out of the civil rights movement. It was just after, you know, we get uh, Martin Luther King and, and Malcolm X, the two greatest leaders of that movement, get assassinated. Things started to rev up a little bit, you know, and we had, right. you know. And consciousness and consciousness. Yeah. Because that's where, that's where you start having more, more, more of these organizations. Because speaking of the nation of Israel, something that I was actually born into. You know right. what I mean? I was born. How we met, well. as a matter of fact. Exactly how we met, as a matter of fact. And um, I don't, I don't stem, I don't, I don't stem away from that thought or those, or, or, or those mentalities of how I can carry myself in this world. And that's the reason why you have Plug with Molly and Joe. That's the reason why you have Bola. That's the reason why you have everything that's positive about me is because of the nation of Israel and them being a symbol of black power in 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 and how I get into the black power movement. You understand what I'm saying? Because everybody is everybody's not promised to be born into this mission the same way. Like you you happen to be born to a to a white civil rights leader. I mean, to a white civil rights um, um, activist. Um, um, activist. Man, he's a leader, man. I, I mean, right, I, I take that. I took he, that as my father. He, 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 <laughs> led, he, led, he led you. Yeah, I mean, he did. He, he, did, he did lead a few of the uh, projects with CORE and got some things done. Right, like he's that. a I leader. Mean, just, because, okay. just because he's not on the, the upper echelon doesn't mean he wasn't a leader. You know what yeah. I mean? Because... His story allowed for you to, to pay the path for you to become yeah. who you are. Another, as well. another unsung hero, you know. So, yes. so it's good, good to bring yes. up things like that all the time. And, and but you know, mm -hmm. also when we when we talk about like where where what is the difference of what Black Power looked like then and today, you know, mm -hmm. we we talk about the beginning of that movement we just spoke on. There was a sense, a heightened sense of Black Power at that time, and I think. What like going back to how it can never be white power because you have people that are with the white power movement they hate everybody else that's not white, but you have people that talk today what black power looks like today blacks that have a sense of pride and are into building the black communities. Um, it's not that you hate everybody else; you just want to be equal rights and equal opportunities and be able to re re reignite that sense of pride in a people that where their culture and 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 is, the brainwash is so heavy that self-hate is strong that these stigmas are still upon us from from the, the days of, of willie lynch you know that what's called the willie lynch syndrome and things like that so so to build a black community is not a bad thing to call it black power it looks different to where you don't have to hate other people and in the time of the right. 70s People, there were brothers that took it that way. And, right. you know, it's, it's respectfully, we have to look at it and say, oh, this is understandable because look what's, what's happening in the black community. And it's still happening. Right. Our leaders are getting assassinated. You know, people are getting killed out here in these streets every day. Police are. Listen, uh, 
Listen, you know, so, and so, like we like we always say, like we always say that we could keep speaking to this till we blew in the face, bro. Yeah, you know and, that, you know that. So, so, and that's so, not a, mm-hmm. If, if people, if people, I, I just want to say this because people outsiders look at it a different way and and criticize the Black Power movement and 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 they use it as okay, well that 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 black man that says Black Power and he hates white people. All right, but no, no. Reason, oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That, that black man that says that he also has uh, reason to number one, and then mm. the secondly, not that's not what it looks like all across the board as far as the black power what it means today and who's suppressing right. but that's that and that's what we're going to speak to next we're going to speak to what black power means today because like i was explaining the nation of israel is my way into what black power is the garvey movement is somebody else's way of what black power is the civil rights movement is somebody else's way of what black power is nation of islam is someone's way of getting getting to to their to their to to their level of what black power is. So um the way we get here means nothing if the job that we're gonna do as we continue forward. You understand? Mm-hmm. So the term black power means nothing if you don't put the power in it. You know what I mean? You gotta, right. we got we gotta put the energy in it to even have it, to, to even have a movement, correct? Because all is a movement. You know what I mean? Plugged is a movement, but we gotta put the energy in it, right? So yeah methodology today when you t- in terms of black power right what does that look like right zach we say what does that look like what does black power today look like because we're exploring it we're saying okay black power la- back in the days looked like military and, and violence and protest and and kicking and kicking and kicking and scratching for everything you know what i mean because remember you're talking about um um, um um what's that good times you know what mm-hmm. i mean scratching yep. for survival you know what I mean? Good times, scratch. Yeah, listen, yep. we're trying to get, we're trying to, we're just trying yep. to survive, right? Yep. We passed that now today, right? So we 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 passed trying to survive because we're here now. We don't, we're survivors. We did that, right? Right. So what is it? What does it look like today? It looks like politics and grassroots community work, right? That's black power, right? But isn't That's that right. some of the same things? But no, we're sitting on them seats. Yeah. The yeah. pushing and supporting of the HBCUs. Yeah entrepreneurship but something that that's also back in the days as well because remember back in the days we did have entrepreneurs you know what i mean we had black wall black street wall street there we go you know yeah. yeah you know what i mean and i think we were spoke we was you know we was very i i saw symbols of us being more self self-efficient self-sufficient back then than now i yeah. think we i think we lean on we lean on the system more now than we did uh, I would I, I would I would disagree, uh, and I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that um, black people are leaning on the system, because remember this system is very diabolical. It's very systematically, <laughs> it's very systematically structured to where you know we talked about last week also the deindustrialization of the school system and the workforce, you know, mm-hmm. and you know it's, it's the opportunities are not there, you know, so. So what's happening now is is it's going into it's affecting the home, it's affecting the community. So if if, if we're going to talk about what it's supposed to look like today, like mm-hmm. we always speak about this too, it has to start with education. It has to start. Give me with- a second. Give me one second before we go into what does Black Power look like today, right? Okay. Because okay. we want to. I want to clarify the methodology used in times past okay. and the methodologies used today. Right. Okay. Uh, to, to, to symbolize black power. Right. We spoke on in the past. It was protest. 
Yeah. It was scratching and surviving was one of the mm -hmm. symbols of, of black power, just us being survivors, right? Mm -hmm. And then we also have the list of firsts, meaning we 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 meaning we broke the system in a sense to where we was the first black such and such, or we was the first black this, first black that, first black everything. Okay was also symbolism for me to seem, you know, to show black power. Like you got the first black owned bank was True Reformers Bank founded in 1889. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Why is that important? Because that breaks the barriers that we, that, that, that was up before us. Correct? That's absolutely. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Uh, 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 the, in politics, the first black senator. But I think we talked about that also when I was uh, big enough, Dr. Claude Anderson. And he, he gave some good facts on that mm -hmm. about, you know, first black senators. I think it was uh, 1948, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I don't know, you know, these, these, these are huge stepping stones. And like you said, that's, that's, that's that of each era. There was, you know, uh, symbols of what it looked like. And I think- so we, spoke, still... we spoke on, we spoke on a lot of, we spoke on a lot of um, the past, um, ways of black, what black power looked like. We spoke to the the history of it, the Garveyites and the Martin Luther King Juniors and Malcolm X, and we we forgot to mention Nelson Mandela and his fight against the um um apartheid. The apartheid movement, yeah. Africa. You know what I mean? Or you know, it's, it, I'm, I'm sure it's so many we 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 you know fail to mention when we talk about movements, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but now let's finish out our show with today. Because dwelling on the past does not help what's the here and now, right? So the methodology today to, sh to, 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 to enforce black power and to, 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 to have a black power movement and to, 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 to show black power would be, like I said, we said we use methodologies using politics and grassroots community work like Baller, like, you know, Big Abolition Academy for the Arts. You were speaking about another uh, um, organization there in California, no? Yeah. Um... I think it's called NOLA. Um, it's in, it's, it's, uh, I'm not sure if that's even the correct name. I should have that, actually. That shame on me. But there's, there's actually two uh, community um, programs right now, in, one in South Central, one in Compton. And one is an actual farm, and it's right in the middle of the hood where, you know, black children or, you know, underprivileged or people from the Compton community, which is primarily black, are able to go and ride horses and, you know, learn learn farming and all of that. And the other is actually a musical program in South Central schools where they they, they pay, to they get funding to give, to bring instruments, you know, to kids that can't afford it in these underprivileged schools in the middle of the hood. And now, and now you got, you know, black children as young as six years old learning to play instruments, you know, cl everything from classical to jazz to, you know, everything in between, so. That is dope. That is super yeah. dope. And shame on me for not having that. But... That's super dope. Because that's, that's basically what baller is all about. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're trying to put yeah. instruments in these kids' hands and take the guns out their hands, you know? Um, yeah. The push and support of HBCUs speaks to the education. Like, now Black Power is educating ourselves, uh, educating ourselves so much to where we could now turn around and and and... You know, we, 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 we gain the information, you know, gather the information necessary to where we now can turn around and educate ourselves. Because at one time or another, we had to learn from them. At one time or another, that's all we could do is learn from them. Now we're able to take what we're learning 
incorporate it to ourselves, you know, incorporate it to ourselves and now teach it to ourselves. And that's that's pretty dope. That's that's black power. Um, politics, you know, we got a lot more politicians. I mean, we got a lot more people in the room now, right? Yep. Let's clap it up. Yep. We got a lot more people. It used to be the first black mayor. Now it's, you know, now it's the second, you know what I'm saying? You know, it used to be the first black mayor. Now it's the second, you know? So I guess we're progressing in that sense. We do, we, you know, we had a black, we had a black president, you know, we got a, um, a black vice president. Um, you know, I mean, you know, that I, restores things for the community. That restored, believe it or not, you know, it was a lot bigger than than, than people acknowledge when when Obama was president, became pres the first black president. It restored a sense of black pride all over the country. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And those mm -hmm. all of those firsts do that, and that's why I think it's good for us right. to highlight them and talk about them because they don't teach you this in school. Right? You know what I mean, they don't teach right. you. They don't teach you that a black man invented the, the street light. You know what I mean? Um, right. it's something that without it, everybody would be chaotic right. out there. So we spoke to education. That's the H, like pushing the support on our HBCUs. That's our education, taking advantage of education opportunities and then begin educating ourselves. Correct. Yeah. Uh, another symbolism of what black power may look like today is the, the, the nucleus of the black family being strong and solid where you have the black father and the black mother in the household where you have, you know, teachings and, 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 from the household, right? Absolutely, in in home, at home, and that's where it really starts. All education starts at home, right? But like like we were discussing, how education is so important. This is what it looks like today. But you know, you mentioned about okay, we don't only want to talk about what it looked like in the past. Let's talk about, but it, it looks the way it does today because of those fast movements. If you look at yeah. men like Garvey and Martin Luther King and they Malcolm, spoke to, they, they spoke to being a family, correct? And, and and all of the great leaders were highly educated and self-educated at that, you mm -hmm. know? And so I think that's where it's so important when it starts at, in the home, you know, to educate our children, to give them that sense of pride and give them the truth, you know, uh, of, uh, and educate them correctly on history and what's going on today. Yes. And we must be, as Black Power today looks like, we have to be well-rounded in all aspects of life. We can't be closed-minded at anything. We have to be um, able to explore different ideologies, different theories, different different um, logics, right? Well, I mean, because me personally, me personally, that's how that's how I feel empowered in being a black man today is that I'm able to be in um, any 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 room in that sense to be able to communicate, to be able to talk talk the talk, and walk the walk in that sense. So I think black power is the confidence to be able to step in any room and demand 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 you know their attention and yeah. that's person that's how i feel personally yeah and that's where education comes in too because the ability to articulate yourself and understand concepts and theories and history and uh, convey it in a message that is so impactful because it's the truth you know what i mean mm -hmm. then that breeds a whole new respect you know when you walk into a room and since, right. since 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 that's something where where there's so many stigmas and stereotypes out there of what the black man looks like or a black woman is, you know, you start to crush. That's why I said I, I speak of myself that way. I crush a lot of these stereotypes and and perspectives when I start opening my mouth because I'm not. Whoa, he's he's guy's different to what I thought he was. And that's what that's what education has the power to do. And it has it has the black community is is doing it now in a sense. So um, we have to highlight those things a little bit more, you know, to, right. make, to change. Right. Because, yeah. 
Yeah, indeed. I mean, you know, being well-rounded and 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 what the key is and and all that we're saying um is education because you can't get into politics, you can't get into grassroots community work, can't get into these HBCUs, even entrepreneurship, any of these things without having some form of education. So the key to black power is what? Education. Education. It's learning. It's being knowledgeable. It's absorbing the information that's given to you. It's mm-hmm. just eating it up, gobbling it up as much as you can. And that's why, what you, mm-hmm, why yeah. is that so why is it why is it so important? Because it was stripped away. Culture was stripped away. History was stripped away. You were taught that you can't read a book or you get killed because they didn't want you to learn about who you were. You know, and today we're still fighting with the school system and trying to educate ourselves on our own after school to learn more about who we are, where we come from and restore that, you know, mm-hmm. sense of pride. So black power is also restoring that sense of pride. <laughs> right. And then what also black power can do is lend from what religion has is a, uni- a unity, right? Most religions have this one thing where they're unified in their thought, in their, in their, ideo- in their, in their ideologies, in their patterns of doing things. And I think black power can lend to what religion does just by unity alone. We have to do this together, people. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's it, it, there is no plug without Molly and Joe and Zachariah and Jada in the background. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. more people that's going to start coming in and, and doing the shows, whether it be our guests or anything. And unity is the key for Baller. Unity is the key for anything that you're doing in, in life, Zachariah, or anybody that's out there listening to us. Unity is the key because you're not going to be a lone wolf doing none of this. And personally, I'm 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 faced with a struggle all, all on my own because I'm raising two black sons. And so, like, what do I know about black power? You know, and 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 obviously, you know I have, a lot, I have, brother. You know I have, a lot, brother. Well, I mean, I, I have some insight because of how my father raised me and who he was. You know, mm-hmm. and and never did did I, I I like oh I think I'm black or my pops taught, no my pops was like we are who we are man and and but you have to be able to see something. And it, my pops was a type, he wouldn't stand for no injustice, man. And right. so for anyone, you know what I mean? And so that's how he raised me. So now that I'm, I'm in this position now and I understand the systematic agenda and I understand the pressures that are coming at, um, you know, black folk from every side, I have to understand that plight. I have to try to understand it and and and, hear and you lived amongst us, bro. And you and I have to be able us. to listen also. So you know, mm-hmm. it's platforms like this are excellent for me to learn more too because I'm raising two black sons as a mm-hmm. white man. So quote unquote, right. you know, right? Quote so, unquote, white. Well, I would teach them black white power man. and black pride. You know what I mean? You, and you can, brother. You have listen. Listen, you've been invited to the barbecue, as they say, brother. Hey, I, <laughs> hey, I'm you can host it. You hey, can I'm host a, the barbecue. Believe it or not, I break that stereotype, too. I make a bomb potato salad. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Big ups to that, man. Listen, um, I mean, listen, this is one of them shows that I actually really enjoyed. I enjoyed the back and forth. I enjoyed every aspect to it. I don't know if our producer enjoyed everything because sometimes we go on tangents. I don't know. I don't think I don't think we really went on a tangent today. I think we were pretty good. You know what I mean? But um just letting our producer know that we we peep, you know, we we, yeah. we, we, we might not we, always stick we, to the script. We hear you in our ear, but <laughs> guess what? It's always, it's always, it's always calculated. 
Trust me, yeah. it's always calculated, it's always thought out, and it's always a reason behind where I'm going. All right, all right, all right. So, with that, <laughs> we love you, Jada. We love you. exactly with that, man. Listen, you plugged out of the norm, you plugged into what we're doing here at Plug with Molly and Joe, along with Zachariah. And guess what? I say, don't plug back into the norm. Stay yeah. focused, man. Stay yeah. focused, man. Yeah. And plug out, unplug from the matrix and plug into the truth. Right, 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 right. And matrix be out soon. Going to see. Oh, crazy. Woo! <laughs>